Customers are rushing to your store. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a mm, real POS? You need Shopify for retail. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into the one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers in line and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system, or use Shopify's POS Go mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash theathletic, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash theathletic to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash theathletic. You're listening to Here's the Catch with David Lombardi, Matt Barrows, and Dennis Brown on the Athletic Podcast Network. Well, uh, you know, I often call these 49er seasons epic novels, and each week is a chapter that brings you something totally unpredictable, something that we could not have possibly charted before the season. We've already had several of those chapters this season, guys, right? Go back to Trey Lance getting hurt in week two. Even before then, it was weird. During training camp with Jimmy Garoppolo practicing over on the side field, forgotten man, right? Didn't expect him to suit up for the 49ers this year. He ended up suiting up in a lot of ways. He, he saved their season, at least up until this point, with uh, his really good and improving play from weeks two until 13. But in the 33-17 win over the Dolphins on Sunday, Jimmy Garoppolo's season ended. Fractured foot. It sounds like multiple fractures in his foot. We'll get more details on that as this week progresses. But Garoppolo's done. The 49ers have now lost two starting quarterbacks this season. And I don't know if this has ever happened before, Matt. The 49ers have... I mean, I don't know if it's happened to one starting quarterback. Let's put it that way. Has a team ever lost... Uh, you know, have suffered a significant QB1 loss at the same time that their defense established itself as the very top unit in the league. And and zoom out, and the 49ers have lost two starting quarterbacks this season and Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo while their defense has entrenched itself as this elite unit. And, and yesterday against the Dolphins, it just so happened that both of those things happened at the same time. Garoppolo got hurt, and then the 49ers defense responded to the challenge of the number one offense coming in and shut them down. And uh, so, so you leave this game with these really weird mixed feelings. This chapter of the novel is just so hard to unpack because moving forward, 49ers have Brock Purdy, a rookie, Mr. Irrelevant, the final pick of the draft as their quarterback. In almost every other situation, you would say they have no chance. But given the performance that the defense put on tape yesterday and the performance that Purdy put on tape, that wasn't bad either. Uh, you can't deny that the 49ers have at least some chance moving forward. They're 8-4, and four and they're in first place in the NFC West after the just wild events of Sunday, the roller coaster ride of Sunday against the Dolphins. Yeah, and that's the question. Can the 49ers continue their role 
with not only a, a rookie quarterback, but the last quarterback taken in the draft, uh, you know, the very end of the seventh round, who really doesn't have a lot of physical gifts. I mean, he's not very big. Uh, he's not very fast. He doesn't have a, a huge arm. And, uh, you know, those guys, uh, traditionally, a, a lot of times they come in and they, uh, they provide a, a, a spark for their team. They may win one or two games early on. We saw this happen with, uh, with Nick Mullins in 2018. I call it the, uh, the Kelly Holcomb effect. I don't know if you guys remember Kelly Holcomb from the Browns. I don't know. Probably uh, 12 years ago. Holcomb was like the, the you-know-what for uh, two or three games. And then he fell back to earth. He became... Uh, he went from star quarterback to mediocre quarterback to flushed out the bottom of the league. And that happens a lot in this league. Um, what I think 49ers fans and the 49ers can take to heart is that Purdy looked good. He looked sharp. And it wasn't a great blocking day for the 49ers offensive line. That's what got Garoppolo hurt uh, initially. And, and Purdy had to deal with some of that as well. And then the other part, what David was just uh, talking about, is that he's got a better supporting cast than any other of these guys that I just mentioned. Um, not only on offense, but uh, they've, they've got a defense that can really bring home a game for them. And, and Dennis, that defense just absolutely shined after the first uh, drive, mind you, after the first play, uh, absolutely rattled uh, Tua in that game. Yeah, and you know, after that first play, you know, I was sitting there thinking, "Oh my goodness, this is this is going to be that game where the defense is just not going to show up." And then after that play, you know, it was it was it was all defense. Uh, and yes, um, there were some plays. Um, Tyreek Hill had a Tyreek Hill day. He was fed a lot. There were some big gash plays, but really. Uh, the Dolphins had two plays. It was that, that, that first play from scrimmage, and then I think it was in the third quarter when Tyreek Hill kind of ran that, that post route and it looked, looked like Hufunga kind of read it wrong, and it was a touchdown. So other than that, it was just two big plays for that, that explosive um, Miami offense. And it, it goes back to that, that front line. You know, Nick Bosa ends up with three sacks in the game. Eric Armstead, he's pushing the middle. Uh, you had pressure from the other side, so you know I, I think this defense really kind of kind of served notice. And and I was looking, I was looking. That's what I was looking at, you know, when this game began. I mean, could this could this defense stop a high-powered offense? And I, I and they showed me that that they could do it. So I was impressed with with the defense. And you know, we know the talent they have on the defensive side, the linebackers, and that secondary is getting so much better in that front line with Nick Bosa leading the rush. We knew what they could do. We just, they had to bring it together, pull it all together. And after the Kansas City game, you know, there were some doubts there, at least by me. Um, I heard something from uh, from Steve Young last week saying that, you know, you can't win a championship with just a defense anymore in the NFL. But I think with this defense, you know, you had a fighting chance. Uh, Steve Young was saying that uh, you need a quarterback. You need a, 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 a productive quarterback, an efficient quarterback. And he thought Jimmy Garoppolo was that guy. Jimmy Garoppolo is not in the picture anymore. Uh, we, we, you know, I don't know how it's going to happen on the offseason, but it might be the last time we see him as a 49er. But, uh, you know, this young kid comes in. He's a rookie. Uh, and he plays well. I mean, he does nothing spectacular. I mean, he spreads the ball around. He gets it to his playmakers like he should. He scrambles a little bit. There were some bad throws. There were some low throws, some high throws. 
but he went in and he, did, and he did well. Uh, he comes off the bench. You know, there's no tape on him. Miami had no tape on him. Uh, so now the challenge is you, you face a team that has an entire week to game plan. And we'll see how he does against Tampa Bay and Todd Bowles where, you know, this, D, this D.C., he loves to, to bring the blitzes. So, you know, we'll see this week kind of how he does after having a full week to game plan against him. But he comes in and he plays well. I mean, you got to be happy. you got to be pleased with the fact you have this kid that's the last pick in the draft. He's a quarterback, and he comes in and he wins a football game for you. But I still think this defense can take you a long way. I mean, just watching them play yesterday. I mean, adding, adding Eric Armstead to this line, I mean, it, it, it helped his defense immensely uh, as far as the pass rush goes. You get Nick Bosa one-on-one, you get him a chance to get three sacks in a football game. So I think you can win with a defense. Steve Young doesn't think you can win with a defense. I got to go with the Hall of Famer quarterback. He says a quarterback's important, but I think you can go a long way with a strong defense. Well, uh, it's been done before. The question is, have the rules changes in the NFL over the past decade or so tilted the scale too far to toward quarterbacks, right? But look at the 1985 Bears. That was a defense first team. They had a good offense, though. I mean, I don't think people give that offense enough credit. The 85 Bears, they were still, I think, top six efficiency. Uh, maybe the, the better example of a truly subpar offense winning a Super Bowl was the 2000 Ravens, right? That was that was an epic defense, and, and Trent Dilfer was the quarterback. But it, you could also, you know, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are coming in next. And to me, this is the most promising example for the 49ers. The 2001 Patriots, Tom Brady's first season starting. Tom Brady was not the Tom Brady that we know him as today in his first season starting. He was the epitome of a game manager. And the 01 Patriots did not have a top 10 defense, nor did they have a top 10 offense. They're like 11 and 13. They went 11-5, and five, though, because they found some magic, but they played well situationally. Tom Brady in beating the greatest show on turf Rams in the Super Bowl threw for only 145 yards. Kurt Warner threw for like 390 in that Super Bowl, but the Patriots won. So Brady's coming to town now as a 45-year-old, and perhaps that's, you know, I I don't want to say it's the model for the 49ers because this defense is dominant. I think this is the number one defense in the league. So it's not the 2001 Patriots. They're better than the 2001 Patriots who who, who were, you know, unspectacular on both sides of the ball. But when when you look at that, that, that model, I think that balance can win you a Super Bowl. And the question for me is, okay, the 49ers have this great defense, assuming they stay healthy. They have that side of the ball figured out. They proved a lot against the Dolphins. Can Brock Purdy take what is an impressive arsenal of weapons offensively and keep that unit performing at a level that's that's good enough that the 49ers have team-wide balance? Because we've seen team-wide balance be good enough to win Super Bowls before. I think even despite the rules changes, the 49ers have have a, a rules-defying defense now, right? I mean, the Dolphins were scoring 30 to 40 points against everybody, and they, they had 17 in this game, and they were, they were close to having less than 17. The 49ers had a couple busts that, uh, you know, with Eric Armstead playing more snaps moving forward and with some more refinement, they may not have moving forward. I thought they really sped to a Tagovailoa up, but we'll talk about that in a little bit. I just want to focus on the big picture. So m- moving forward, if, if Brock Purdy is good enough to maintain a semblance of balance in this 49ers, offense they have a fighting chance and the last example matt that i will give is last year's 
Jimmy Garoppolo had two serious throwing arm injuries in the playoffs last year that significantly compromised his play, right? He was not efficient in the playoffs. He wasn't good in the playoffs. He was hurt and he wasn't good, right? That, that, that is objective fact. The 49ers were still possibly one play away from making the Super Bowl, and that would have been against the team they had already beaten, the Bengals. And that one play might have been Jaquaski Tart's dropped interception, right? Despite the fact the 49ers did not have consistent quarterback play last postseason, they were one play away from making the Super Bowl with a worse defense than they have now. They were also in worse position at this point last year than they are now as far as the standings go. They're still in first place right now in the NFC West at 8-4. and four. So uh, to me, you just kind of look at how this is set up in the past, past examples, including last season's 49ers. And you say, wow, uh, th this team should keep on fighting because uh, this is far from over, especially in the NFC that seems relatively open to me with the 49ers having more talent than anybody, even without Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, and uh, you can uh, add a severely hobbled uh, Trent Williams in that NFC championship game too, to the mix. Um, the Cowboys are starting to look pretty strong, and they could get even stronger if they add Odell Beckham to the mix. Um, so to me, that's the big competition in the NFC. Obviously, they, they have to win the division and they, they do play some good defenses, starting with Todd Bowles and the Buccaneers and they go up to Seattle. And then uh, Washington's defense is looking better and better every week. And uh, they're getting their, their all-star uh, defensive end back uh, real soon as well. So those are all things to, to consider. I think a reason for optimism with the 49ers is that Brock Purdy is a lot like Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, neither of these guys are, are downfield throwers. Neither of them are, are going to be uh, threatening the boundaries and, and doing the things that uh, Tua does when he's at full strength and he's firing on all cylinders. But my point is that you know, the 49ers know how to win with that type of quarterback. Not only that, they've got the weaponry to win with that type of quarterback. Christian McCaffrey was a great compliment for Jimmy Garoppolo. Well, he's a great compliment for Brock Purdy as well. McCaffrey led the team in receiving. Uh, he was targeted 10 times. Debo Samuel, the king of uh, the short pass, the short pass that he can take the distance, was targeted 10 times. You know, obviously, you're, you're lacking experience. Garoppolo's great feat this year is that he really cut back on interceptions. That was the difference between 2022 Garoppolo and the previous versions of him. I think Purdy put the ball, you know, there, there was some—he was very aggressive with his throws. I was actually impressed by that. But um, you can see some of those turning into tips that then turn into interceptions as well. So that's the question. Can he keep it under control? Can he continue playing with the savvy style that he showed against the Dolphins? Not a very good, a very middle-of-the-road defense. Um, uh, as Dennis noted, there are going to be better defenses coming in. Can he keep it up? Yeah, and, that, and that's going to be the challenge. And, uh, you know, the you know, of course, the the biggest knock to, to this young kid, Brock Purdy, is you know, he's a rookie. He, he, doesn't, he doesn't have the experience. And, and that was what you know, Jimmy Garoppolo brought to the table is that he had that experience. He had played in playoff games. He's, you know, he's been a part of a Super Bowl team. He's got the experience and he's, you know, and, and his record kind of showed it. Now, you know, Mr. Purdy here, he's got to, you know, he's got to get the reps. He's got to get used to the receivers. He's got to get used to the scheme. I would, I, I would have to think that Kyle Shanahan kind of scaled down the playbook a little bit, bit 
uh, Sunday's game against the Dolphins. Um, do you open it up or do you just you just kind of count on that short game? I think that short game can be defended pretty easily. Um, you know, can, can he read coverages? Uh, can he go downfield? I don't know if he can go downfield. I, I can't remember the preseason if there was a time where, you know, you can put it on his shoulders and say, you know, we're down by, you know, 14 points. We need to score points now. So, you know, all these things are, are going to come. We're going to see him. But, uh, you know, just watching him, he seemed like he was he was confident in the pocket. You saw, you know, he's got to learn to kind of manipulate the pocket a little bit. I think a couple times he spun off and he and he got sacked uh, instead of just climbing the pocket and, and finding that that sweet spot uh, and throwing the ball down the field. So, you know, he's he's he doesn't have the experience. Uh, we talked about this with Trey Lance, uh, but you're right. He, he plays like a Jimmy Garoppolo. He's looking for that short game. Uh, and Kristen McCaffrey, it's perfect for him. So, um, you know, moving forward, you know, he's just going to he's going to be kind of learning on the job. And I think, you know, this next week, like I said, you know, this is a team with Todd Bowles. He loves to blitz. He loves to bring the different stunts up front. So he's going to get a lot of different looks. And the young quarterback, <clears throat> all defensive coordinators, they, they want to confuse you. They want to bait you into throwing the ball. They want to show you different uh, disguise c- coverages and make you kind of think about what the coverage is. So, you know, this is he's going to learn on the job. And I, I see the 49ers signed uh, a guy that's been here a few times, Josh Johnson. He's familiar with the scheme, have a veteran quarterback in the room. Uh, and if worse comes to worse, he, you know, he has to play. But he, he you know, he he's familiar with the calls, the the lingo uh, of a Kyle Shanahan offense. But uh, this is going to be the guy. Uh, and, you know, he's going to learn on the job. And next week's going to be interesting. I mean, it's good. He's he's at home and at Levi's Stadium. Uh, hopefully he gets a good week of practice. I'm sure last night, I'm sure Kyle Shanahan was already, you know, sitting film over to him last night after the win. So, you know, it's it's this is what the NFL is about, though. He's got the opportunity. Uh, and how about that? Mystery Irrelevant is now starting for the San Francisco 49ers. It just blows my mind. And has it I mean, we talked about it real brief, but has has it ever happened? Has any NFL team lost both quarterbacks in one football season? And you end up with your th- I remember New Orleans did it. I think it was last last year. They lost both their quarterbacks. Um, and then that the game they played in with their third string quarterback, it was just it was just it was tough to watch. But 49ers have bad luck. I, I don't I, I, the injury bug is it, it just crazy with the 49ers because when it happens, it just kind of happens and it just kind of rolls downhill. So but it's a challenge. I, they're kind of built for it. You know, this is every season I can think of that, you know, someone's going to go down. Some key player is going to go down. And if I'm not mistaken, is this Jimmy Garoppolo's third surgery since he's been a 49er? Well, he had ACL and so, yeah, ACL 2018, shoulder 2021, or after the 2021 season, and, and now he's going to have the, the foot surgery. He had high ankle sprains in 2020. That wasn't a, the surgery situation. And that was actually, you know, it's bad when your hope after seeing the replay is that it's a high ankle sprain. Right. I mean, that that was the thing. Yesterday, everybody's, ooh, okay, that's at least going to be a high ankle sprain. Uh, And then people start doing the math and they're like, okay, maybe he can be back for the playoffs. And I think that was the the hope behind the Fort Anders initial injury report. It was ankle questionable. And then they come back in the second quarter 
and they announce over the PA system, Jimmy Garoppolo is a foot injury. He is out. And that meant that the x-rays came back positive. So <laughs> that was uh, that was just such a, a brutal blow for the 49ers. For those wondering how the team found out, it sounded like some some word trickled into the sideline during the second quarter. So Nick Bosa said he found out during the second quarter. And then the entire roster found out when they walked in at halftime because you passed the training room on the way into the locker room and Jimmy Garoppolo was still in there. And multiple players said that it was just they got emotional. It was really hard for them to to block it out and go and play in the second half. And to the credit of the 49ers, they were able to do that. They were able to somehow, some way, focus on the task at hand and get the job done in this game yesterday, which is a credit to the team, credit to the personalities and, and, and focus, obviously, that they that they displayed in this game. But, you know, I'm thinking about third-string quarterbacks and your question, Dennis. I know one of your teams uh, saw both Steve Young and, and Elvis Gerback get hurt, and then you went to Jeff Brom the third stringer in Houston, I think, but that was just for a game. And you won. You won the game in Houston. Jeff Brom's not a coach of Purdue. And he was coaching against Jim Harbaugh the other day. And speaking of Josh Johnson, he's the original Jim Harbaugh product. Jim Harbaugh was the coach at University of San Diego, and he developed Josh Johnson before he went to Stanford and he developed Andrew Luck. Josh Johnson has now played, or he, he, he had already played for the 49ers, so it didn't add to the count, but he's played for an NFL record 14 teams. 13-year wow. career, 14 teams, has been with the Shanahan 49ers, played with the Harbaugh 49ers before, and now he's going to be the backup And uh, unless the 49ers somehow claim Baker Mayfield. I don't even know if they'd be uh, interested because Mayfield's been so bad. But uh, here's here's what I stand on the, on the Mayfield situation, Matt. Uh, Carolina, by the way, is reportedly planning to, to release him. Uh, I think the 49ers really believe in Brock Purdy. I think if they're going to try to find somebody else right now, it's going to be really hard to find somebody who they like more than Brock Purdy unless something crazy like Matt Ryan uh, gets released, right? So they might look to stack the position in the backup room, but that's the limit of Baker Mayfield's potential, at least right now in Kyle Shanahan's eyes, in my opinion. He throws too many picks doesn't take care of the ball. He's careless. Well, what's important for the 49ers right now is to have a distributor who avoids massive mistakes because I think they have enough defensive firepower and offensive skill position firepower uh, to, to, to make this work if the quarterback can manage the game uh, in a non-catastrophic way. I think that's right. And I think if uh, Mayfield had become available last week, um, the 49ers would, would look down their nose and, and, and not pick him up. They're, they're more in a beggars uh, can't be choosers mode now, though. Um, I agree with you that, uh, you know, this, this is going to be Brock Purdy's offense. But uh, again, this is a team that expects to go into the playoffs and expects to go far into the playoffs and all of a sudden is very thin at, at uh, quarterback, at, thin at the most important position. When Jimmy Garoppolo got hurt yesterday. Brock Purdy was the only other quarterback on the active roster. They've got Jacob Eason, a guy who was with uh, Baker Mayfield and Christian McCaffrey in Carolina earlier in this year. He's on the practice squad. That's it. So uh, they're going to add Josh Johnson. Um, I, I guess it would be a mild surprise if they brought in Baker Mayfield, but you would you would understand it if they did. 
Mayfield, after all, has started a lot of games. Um, you know, we're we're in early December now. It just you just don't get that opportunity to uh, add an experienced quarterback at this point, former first round quarterback. Um, and uh, there are a lot of reasons why he doesn't fit. Um, the, the interceptions is one. The, the personality is another. 49ers love their locker room. Um, we've, we've talked about this before. I mean, we, we've, we've used Baker Mayfield as the contrast to how, um, how well Jimmy Garoppolo has kind of accepted all of the slings and arrows, uh, how much dignity he's shown. It's in sharp contrast to somebody like Baker Mayfield who goes on social media and has little TV shows and complains and does this and that. So it would be very counter to what the 49ers are all about. But like I said, Dennis, I mean, uh, this team just needs quarterbacks at this point. So uh, uh, we, we'll have to see. They'll, they'll, if uh, uh, Mayfield gets released today or waived today, as has been reported, the waiver system would be tomorrow, Tuesday. Uh, and then the 49ers, of course, have one of the, the last uh, waiver claims because they've got uh, a winning record right now. So somebody like... Um, the, the Texans uh, w- would have the uh, the first pick. So he could be snapped up by somebody else. But it'll be interesting to see which way it goes. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. You know, I don't, I don't follow, you know, the odds and, you know, you're the two seed, you're number one seed. What, 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 is, what is it now with Brock Purdy being the starting quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers? 
What are the, I mean, we, we talk about the playoffs. What, where does it end up now? What's the picture look like now with him as, as the starting quarterback? Do you see the 49ers making a deep run into the playoffs? Well, I think it's possible because their defense is elite, right? I, looking at this in the big picture, the Kansas City game was a massive blow to the ego of not just the 49ers defense, but the whole team because the defense is such an important part of their bigger complementary equation. They really needed the stretch, the, the shutout stretch, the second half shutout stretch, that four games. They really needed that to start to get the swagger back, but they really needed this game against Miami to really get the swagger back. I mean, people were walking around the locker room talking about this is the number one defense in the NFL. They weren't saying that for several weeks. They couldn't say that after the Kansas City game. You can't say that after you get embarrassed by uh, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. So they had an opportunity to kind of, I think, put that Kansas City disaster to rest and show that it might really be an outlier against a really good offense in Miami. And they did that. And because the 49ers have an elite component still, even without Jimmy Garoppolo, and because they have weapons to, to support Brock Purdy, I, I honestly believe, you know, what I just said about the 2021 run, Jimmy Garoppolo was hurt in, in the 2021 playoffs last season, and they, they, they were still a play away from making the Super Bowl. And they took the really hard route, right? They were on the road in the wild card round, coming off a really tough game on the road against the Rams in the final week of the regular season. Then they're on the road in an ice storm in Green Bay. They won those games, and then, you know, they just ran out of gas and they were a play short against the Rams. I think that right there shows you that the 49ers have the capability of making a deep run because the defense is better than last year. The special teams is better than last year. Everything yeah. about this football team is better than last year except for QB right now. And keep in mind that QB was hurt last year during the playoffs. The QB wasn't playing at his usually high level. So on paper, I just look at the, you know, the, the, the equation here, and to me it seems the 49ers have every reason to keep on fighting here i think they can make a run because if they keep on winning right now they can get that three seed that it, it's gonna be tough to get the two but maybe they could squeak up to the two if they keep on winning but i think that three is most likely but based on their trajectory and and that's a much easier path to the playoffs than than the final seed that they got last season i just go back to listen to steve young and like i said i gotta respect steve young because he is a hall of fame quarterback but he believes that the way the rules are set up for the offense you know, you should be able to score 30 points uh, a a football game, and you can't you can't win with a with an elite defense. And uh, you know, I, I was a defensive player, and I, I, I and I don't agree. I, I like your 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 look at it, your perspective of it, and that you can win with a top notch defense because you're keeping points off the football or off the score or off the scoreboard. So. You know, it's just interesting that, you know, you know, Steve really believes that you can't win a championship without an elite quarterback. And it's been done before. So, you know, I, I, I appreciate your opinion, Dave. Well, I mean, I'm on your side, man. I, I appreciate defense. And I agree that the rules have changed. But I do think that, that the league is constantly evolving. And I do think that the 49ers have found a way um, to 
take defense to to a, a new level. I think that you're always experimenting with stuff. And you know, one reason here here's an example. One reason I think that the Harbaugh 49ers started to flame out is because I mean, those guys were headhunters, they were thumpers, and the NFL defensive rules were changing just as that team was really maturing, right? 2011, those guys just murdered people out on the field. But 2012 and 2013, we started to see some defensive erosion because that coincided with the, the the rules changes in the NFL, right? A lot of those hits started becoming illegal. And, you know, the defense of pure thumpers just wasn't going to do it anymore because you just penalize yourself all the way down the field. So defenses have struggled to react to to those changes. But I think this 49ers defense is is something completely new because they have a linebacker and Dre Greenlaw that kept up with Tyreek Hill yesterday. He was fast enough to keep up with Tyreek Hill on a crosser. Let, let that sink in. That is insane speed for the linebacker position. And they have another linebacker, their best linebacker, Fred Warner, who is six foot four. And Miami had thrown more passes and completed more passes to the intermediate middle of the field than any other team in the NFL by a huge margin. They completed only two yesterday because they were afraid of Fred Warner and that 6'4 height just completely changed the rules of Miami's offense yesterday. So between Bosa, Armstead, the pass rush, and then these insanely fast and tall linebackers that the 49ers have, I think this 49ers defense has kind of provided a blueprint antidote for the offensive revolution that we're seeing in the NFL because their linebackers are so good in coverage. And, you know, maybe this theory is going to be proven wrong, but Matt, I think that this 49ers defense uh, is in position to, to, to lead this team and they almost led him all the way to the Super Bowl last year. So I think we already have evidence backing that notion up. Yeah, I'm glad you brought up the, uh, the special teams earlier because I think that that unit uh, has really started to to, to gel early in the season, there were hiccups, but these last few games, Robbie Gold, the return game, the coverage units, those guys have all been playing together for a while now. Uh, George Odom, uh, Oren Burks, uh, Charlie Warner, Tarvarius Moore, um, Sam Womack. That's that's a core group, and uh, they, they know what each other's doing, and that, uh, that unit's been good, and it's been a lot better than last year's was. So that's uh, that's significant, I think. But to answer Dennis's question, what does this mean for the 49ers playoff hopes? Um, ask again in, in 10 days, because I think that game in Seattle, uh, primetime game in Seattle, Seattle has a real shot at the playoffs. They're going to be at full throat. I thought that one of Brock Purdy's weaknesses that he showed was they had to burn a lot of time timeouts. He wasn't getting the the play in and out very efficiently, um, and uh, there were all sorts of play clock issues. That's that's a Seattle specialty. Uh, so how does this guy kind of command an offense when it's a very difficult situation? He's going to get one really nice warm up uh, at home. I don't think the Buccaneers fans are going to travel like the the Dolphins fans did. That was pretty impressive. Uh, but you're right. Todd Bowles is going to blitz him. There's a little bit more talent on that Tampa defense than there was the Miami defense. But boy, the real test is going to be the 12th man in Seattle. That is going to be a fun one to see what Brock Purdy does in that uh, in that type of environment. Yeah, you're you're exactly right. And you know, not to look too far ahead, but. Uh... That Seattle game, you know, Seattle ends up beating the Rams, you know, at last seconds uh, last night in L.A. 
And, you know, they've got, you know, Pete Carroll's got those guys fired up and, and that, that stadium's no joke. I mean, it gets loud and you, and you really have to work on your clock management, uh, getting in and out the huddle. So, you know, you, you get a week. I mean, he gets a week now. Now he's going to run with the ones the entire week unless, you know, something else happens. But he's going to be able to run with the ones the entire week. And I'm sure Kyle Shanahan has all these different situations. Uh, practice is already loud. I'm sure he's going to be pumped up even more. Uh, and this is this is learning on the job. Um, and I would hate to be a quarterback in the National Football League because, you know, there's there's just so much that you have to know and so so many things that you have to be prepared for. And so many things you have to you have to see and learn. So, you know, welcome to the NFL, Brock Purdy. And, you know, it's 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 a learning experience, but it's an opportunity. Uh, and he's fallen in. I mean, he's got a great situation, right? I mean, he's got plenty of weapons around him. You know, when that offensive line is 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 protecting they're they you know, they're the one of the they're one of the best groups in the National Football League. So he's got weapons around him. He's got he's got that good leadership. He's got a coach that can scheme it up. Uh, all he's got to do in there is, is, is you know, protect the ball. Don't make mistakes. Don't force the ball. Uh, I saw a couple times he made he made some, you know, he made some good throws. Uh, yes. In yesterday's game. But there were some that were just kind of like, you know, you know, you don't have to force it. You got too many other weapons on your side of the ball that you can kind of get it off to. So, you know, we're, we're going to see what's going to happen. And, it, and it's going to be interesting to see his his growth and just see, you know, after a week now, you know, have a have a a week of a team uh, scheming against you or, or game planning against you, just kind of how you respond. And this is this is going to be a, you know, it's going to be a learning week, but it's going to be a good week for him, hopefully. And hopefully he can come out against, you know, Tampa uh, and have another game. Just an efficient game. I mean, nothing special. I mean, just an efficient game uh, and keep the momentum going, uh, moving on up to Seattle for that important game. Well, here's what I think of Brock Purdy, my evaluation of him through training camp and obviously now through his first extended action in an NFL game. I think that he has he shares a lot of Jimmy Garoppolo's skill set and style in that I always called Jimmy Garoppolo a short-range gunslinger. Jimmy would take a lot of chances because he trusted his release into those those small windows of the middle of the field and Brock Purdy does not lack confidence in that regard too right he threw a lot of tight window passes really impressive release and he beat that one zero blitz with the throw to George Kittle that was the most impressive throw of the game that that's tremendously encouraging stuff for a couple of reasons one uh if a rookie is able to identify those blitzes and make that throw in the heat of NFL pressure that's great but uh the the fact that that Purdy's skill set is able to to execute, you know, similarly to to Jimmy Garoppolo's means that that there can potentially be a smoother transition for the 49ers, right? But you know, one thing that I think is different about Purdy in a better way potentially is that he 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 has some of that Jimmy Garoppolo pre-ACL tear mobility. He's a little bit faster. And I think that Kyle Shanahan can dial up some, you know, once the game plan is designed for Purdy specifically, we might see some more bootleg action. We might see that pocket shift a little bit more. Purdy obviously isn't the tallest quarterback, so I don't think it is a terrible idea to move him outside of that pocket. There are some strengths here that Jimmy Garoppolo didn't quite have that 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 can be accentuated. And Purdy's arm's not as strong as Jimmy Garoppolo's. I think that's that's obvious. But the 49ers and Shanahan can make up for that in different ways. And 
And Matt, I, I think just in general, there is enough in common with the release and you know with with the blitz pickup and 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 with the the moxie to 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 try some of those tight window intermediate throws. There's enough in common here for the 49ers to not have to completely abandon their previous offensive scheme. They could tinker with it to better suit Purdy's strengths. But I do think that they like where they're at in the larger picture. And one reason that they really like where they're at is that Purdy is a four-year college starter. He started four years at Iowa State, Big 12 school. The 49ers have talked about how they like how he plays the position. I thought a lot of that showed up in the game against the Dolphins. And now he has to adapt to the faster, bigger, stronger NFL level. But the experience, I mean, compared to Trey Lance, right, it's night and day. Lance had one season of FCS starting experience. This guy has four seasons of FBS, Power 5 starting experience. And I think the 49ers believe they can ride that into a relatively smooth transition for their offense. Yeah, the, the reason why they, they took Trey Lance along so slowly was he had 318 pass attempts in college. Brock Purdy has 1,467. So quadruple the, the amount that, uh, that Lance had. And so that, that's, uh, that's given the 49ers some encouragement. I mean, to me, the, the move that Brock Purdy really made was in August, early August, when the preseason started, I thought it was clear that he was the more aggressive quarterback than Nate Sudfeld, the guy who was competing against for, uh, at that point, it was the the backup job. They didn't they they still weren't sure whether Garoppolo was coming back at that point, and um, you saw that in the game. I mean, uh, Nate Sudfeld had some nice stats in in the preseason, but he was more the okay. Let's just take what the uh, the defense gets us, um, you know, uh, throw the ball away. Whereas it was Purdy was more. I'd say intense when he was on the field, and I think that matches up more nicely with uh, with Shanahan's disposition. Um, and um, yeah, I mean, I think that's that's the reason why they like him. That's the reason why he looks so good on Sunday. So uh, there's, there's a lot of question marks. I mean, uh, <laughs> Purdy's uh, Purdy's big knock in college at Iowa State was that uh, if you put pressure on him, if if the pocket started to collapse. He really didn't have the size or uh, the ability to, uh, you know, once you knock this guy off of his platform, he doesn't have a great arm. He's not able to kind of do the, the the Patrick Mahomes or certainly the Josh Allen types of things. This is why a guy lasts to the end of the, the seventh round. But if, if David's right and they do move him around in space, and he is good on the hoof, he showed that. It was a really nice throw down the... Uh, the sideline to Debo Samuel, where he got pressure, he escaped, he was on the run, he kind of feathered it in. It was a nice touch pass. Uh, if they do do that, then I think they've got a chance. Uh, it's going to be, uh, uh, David began this by saying it's it's one kind of soap opera thing after another with his team. And the December soap opera is, you know, can Brock Purdy uh, maintain a uh, playoff, possibly a championship caliber team uh, in these fateful final, what do we got, five, six games left. Yeah. And I, I mean, as, as, as folks who cover the, the team like you two, it, I mean, it's, it's never a lack of content when you're dealing with the San Francisco 49ers. Oh, so it must me. be, it must be fun to kind of write about this team. And, you know, at, at Sunday's game, I, I, I happen to be, sitting next to Steve Bono and and when Brock Purdy came in he Steve Bono just leans over to me and says he's got a great number 
And I forgot that Steve was was number thirteen on you know was 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 Brock Purdy thirteen or eighteen? He's thirteen, right? Thirteen, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah Steve he, he, was, he, he was fourteen earlier though, right? Didn't he, he was fourteen make that in the preseason? Then yeah, fourteen. To he 13. was able to change it. I forget who and, had fourteen. Hey, speaking of third string quarterbacks that played well, Steve Bono, right? Exactly, exactly. And Steve Bono was like, he's got a great number, you know. And so Steve was excited about him. To watch him play so you know and and that's that's going to be the thing right it's going to be you know defensive coordinators i mean as a young quarterback what do you want to do you want to blitz him you want to get some hits on him you want to get in his head make him make mistakes uh and that's what that that's what the game plan is going to be you're going to stack the box you're going to try to take away the run and you're going to say this young quarterback has to beat us with his arm and then we're going to get after him so it was good to see after you threw that pick uh, I think it was in the second quarter, or yeah, the second quarter. And then he came back and had a nice little drive and ended up scoring a touchdown. And he comes back uh, after halftime and he has another good good drive. So that's good stuff to see. But moving forward, he's gonna he's gonna see a lot of different things, a lot of different blitzes. He's gonna see a different, you know, a lot of guys uh, on the line of scrimmage. He's gonna make some has to make some decisions. But that's gonna be what it is. I mean, they're gonna have to, you know, they're gonna come after him. And uh, you know, I'm sure you know he's a quarterback. He's played a quarterback. You know his 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 entire football career, so he understands what's coming to him. It's just how he's how is he going to react to it, and you know that's going to be the storyline. And you know we talk about quarterbacks that come off the bench, they play great. Uh, then after teams are able to game plan them, they kind of fall off, uh, and you see why they were you know drafted late or they were a backup quarterback. So those are the challenges that he's going to face, and it's going to come real quick. It's going to come Sunday. Uh, you know, against a pretty good defense, a defense that can kind of get after you a little bit. So we'll see what happens. We have such a, you, know, you talk about the 49ers being this exciting, dramatic team to cover. We're almost drowning in content right now. You know, it's, it's almost hard to keep up with all that's going on. And Tom Brady's coming to town next. Tom Brady's coming back to the Bay Area next this weekend. So uh, you know, we haven't even really had too much of a chance to talk about the Buccaneers. Why don't we just finish up by briefly touching on this? I mean, Tom Brady talked about the 01 Patriots when Brady was still on the come up there. He was more of a game manager at that point. He's not in his prime anymore, obviously, at age 45. Their offense is ranked actually in the bottom half of the league this year. It's mediocre. It's right around number 17. They have a better defense than they have an offense, but it's still Tom Brady, right? still going to be dangerous, still you know, able to pick you apart at, at, at crucial situations. But uh, unfortunately, we do not get to see Jimmy Garoppolo against Tom Brady, a, a matchup that a lot of fans have been wanting to to finally see for several years, right? The apprentice against the, 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 the master back in uh, New England. But uh, we, we do get to see Brock Purdy <laughs> against Tom Brady, and we get to see the 49ers defense against Tom Brady, which might be exciting for 49ers fans. To me, I mean, the, the, the Buccaneers are... They won the Super Bowl a couple years ago. They don't have the same talent that they did, but they still have Brady, and they still kind of have the structural core of that team. And the NFC South isn't that competitive, so that they, that, you know, if the season ended today, they'd be in the playoffs. So uh, to me, this is just going to be another hard-fought game for the 49ers. They're they're going to have to really scratch and claw at times because I don't think that they can expect perfect offensive cohesion just yet with, with Brock Purdy. And because of that, uh, complimentary football is the way to victory as it always is, Matt. Brock Purdy was 10 months old when Tom Brady 
through his first NFL pass. Stop it. <laughs> that's the, Stop uh, it. That's the, that's the contrast. So Brock Purdy was, well, I, I don't know when, when kids start walking, but let's just say that he was learning to walk when uh, Tom Brady was already throwing passes for the New England Patriots. Um, you know, and, and Brady already has been discussed as, um, you know, a possible addition to the 49ers roster in the offseason. That's going to be an offseason storyline. Brace yourself now for it. Um, I wonder whether that changes with this Garoppolo injury, whether he becomes more affordable, less demand. He's going to be a free agent. He's going to be a free agent coming off yet another season-ending injury. Um, I don't know uh, what the uh, – we don't know what the diagnosis is, so we don't quite know uh, when he's going to be able to get back out there. I mean, uh, it, it's, it's, it's very uh, disheartening to think that this poor guy is going to have to go through another – off season like the one he did last year, but that's all going to be part of the mix. Get, getting back to this being a constant drama, we're going to have that in February and March and April as well. So uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting storylines galore, and um, uh, yeah, the the goat and the kid is basically the the theme of this upcoming game. <laughs> the goat and the kid. I like it. I like that. Hey, well, here, here's the thing with Tom Brady. I mean, yeah, he is he is probably one of the greatest quarterbacks to play to play the National Football League, but he is 45 years old, and what he doesn't like is pressure. If this defensive front can get after Tom Brady, put some hits on him. Now, secondary, you get you got to be sound in your your, your fundamentals uh, and your coverages because he'll pick you apart. Yeah, but if you get some hits on Tom Brady, he doesn't like that. Uh, and he'll and, and he'll 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 take a sack. Uh, he, he's not going to scramble. He's going to be where he's at. So if you can have some sticky coverage on the back end, uh, and Evans is not having you know seasons that that he's had before. He's not having a very good season. Just get after him. Nick Bosa, get after him. Uh, Eric Armstead, get in his face up the middle because he will climb the pocket. Just get after him, uh, and you can shut down this offense. And, and, and it's that simple. I mean, he's I, I give Tom Brady respect, but he's a quarterback. He's an old quarterback, and he doesn't like to get hit. Just get after him, get pressure on him, make him move around, get him off his spot. Uh, and this defense uh, can dominate this football game. And on offense, just be efficient. Be efficient and, and, and put some points on the board because, you know, you can shut down this offense very easily. Well, the offensive competition of the 49ers will face moving forward will not be as tough to shut down as Miami's because the speed that that Miami brought to the table uh it was really something else Tampa Bay doesn't have that kind of speed Seattle definitely doesn't 49ers have already shut out Seattle this year remember the Seahawks only scored because they blocked the field goal uh, the defense shut them out the special teams didn't Seattle took that field goal back for a touchdown then you have Washington they're also suspect offensively the Raiders, that's going to be interesting. And then the Cardinals again to close the season. Five games left. 49ers are 8-4, and four, first place in the NFC West. They're not in a bad spot. They're in a weird spot. They're not in a bad spot. But we're going to have to see how the rest of this novel, this epic novel, uh, finishes up. Because uh, each chapter has definitely brought a lot of crazy stories. Anyway, we'll talk to you after, or we'll talk to you during this week before the 49ers play the Buccaneers. For Matt Barrows and Dennis Brown, this is David Lombardi. We'll talk to you next time on Here's the Catch.